The one thing you mentioned that that I want to call back to is the things that we've learned. What was the biggest takeaway from the four events of, you know, something that we need to go back and improve what we're doing to better, you know, serve the members that we were getting out in front of? They made it very clear, simple. Operating an independent retail business, not an easy task. They wear many, many hats. So when you look at all the things that are available from the network of Nationwide, they reinforce that message. Keep it simple. I got a lot going on. And I want to make sure I'm getting everything I can out of my group. Just make it easy for me to do that. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. It's always a good time on the podcast when you get a couple of guys that have, you know, those microphones that really up the ante with the, just how sweet and smooth the vocals sound coming through them, but also happen to know a thing or two about independent retail and this industry that we all operate in. And that's the case today uh, with myself and Mike Whitaker jumping back into the podcast. Mike, uh, obviously a veteran here of Nationwide Marketing Group and a former retailer himself, um, spent some time on the road in June going around the country coast to coast pretty much uh, from Sacramento to Philly and a few other stops in between uh, for our summer regional event um, member meetings that we had uh, throughout the month of June and wanted to take the chance you know Mike was in Philly in my backyard saw the uh, the meeting there attended the meeting there and uh, really had a great time so I wanted to make sure that we had Mike on to talk about you know what those stops were like not only for him uh, but, you know, for the rest of the nationwide team that was at each stop and then, of course, the members that were there because it's just a different experience, a, a different way to engage with the membership and for the membership to engage with nationwide and, uh, of course, watch the members engage with each other. And uh, just a, a cool way of accomplishing that and seeing those, you know, the, those networking moments that happen at prime time, you know, trickle throughout the rest of the calendar year for nationwide marketing group and our members. So. Uh, fun to recap all of that with him, get his take, and obviously, you know, share some of the tidbits he learned along the way on his his coast to coast trip here during the month of June. But um, you know, happy to share his take with you and and take kind of around the country with him and dive into that. So this is Mike Whitaker here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast, and this is going to be the smoothest sounding. I, I'm going to point that out first, because never before have I had two microphones that uh, I've always said, I'm just going to be honest, I've always sounded great. I can't lie about that. But now to have someone who steps up probably exceeds me, let's be honest a little bit with the Sure microphone, oh. but Mr. Mr. Mike Whitaker, <laughs> I Rob, appreciate I gotta you. Tell you um, I got to tell you, you sound great. You do too, man. You want to just talk for a half hour and just uh, ogle you know, over each other's voices? I think we're going to have to talk for a half an hour no matter what. <laughs> so <laughs> we might as well jump right in. And I got to tell you, um, the weather in Philly this time of year, pretty good, right? It's all right. It's not bad. How's it down there in Atlanta? Uh, it's great baseball weather. Great yeah, baseball is. weather for my Braves who are right now still sitting about four <laughs> games ahead of your Phillies. Life's pretty good right now. I know, I know. And uh, for the people that don't know, there's there's some some things riding on those those standings. So I, I know we're sitting here early July. Uh, by by the time you know we're in Orlando, things will have been decided, and either yeah. you're going to get a podcast episode or I'm going to get prime time today. Or, yeah, prime time today. So. I think it's a win for everybody involved either way you go. Uh, but I am definitely going to keep pulling for my Braves. We're, we're looking at that back-to-back, -back, that next World Series. 
and uh, and go out there and get a win. Speaking of getting wins, man, let's talk about some retailers getting some wins. Yeah, how about that? you uh, you we we've been doing it. We love the wins. We love talking about how um you know their businesses, how we can improve them, all the the things that we got going on at Nationwide, and uh, not only you know telling them over podcasts and telling them over press releases and other communications we send out, but doing it in person. That's always the best part. And um, I know we love to do that obviously twice a year during prime time, but also, you know, getting out and into the the membership and throughout the country uh, in other ways. And we did that recently with the regional events. It was the second time, you know, we had a, a slate of events where we went out city to city and got groups of members together and were able to talk to them and, um, and you know, did so a, a northern swing sort of along the what I eighty corridor, I guess, if you went coast to coast, uh, you know, this past June. So tell me about that. It, it was the second time through. Uh, what what did you see? You know, different this time around, or, or what was it like just being out face to face in different cities? Absolutely, Rob. Um, so this series of regional meetings, uh, we got to visit Minneapolis, Minnesota. Then we hopped over to your hometown of Philadelphia. Uh, actually, before we went to Philadelphia, we went from Minneapolis, we went out to Sacramento, from Sacramento to Philadelphia, from Philadelphia to Indianapolis, because the folks who plan these events don't own a map. <laughs> I was, was going to ask, how are you don't feeling after map. all that travel? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what time zone I'm in, not sure what day it is, but I know that it was a great series of meetings. And I'm glad you brought up primetime. Uh, as we talk to members over and over again and ask for their feedback, they consistently tell us the two best parts of primetime it's education and it's networking. So these regional events bring those two best parts of primetime uh, right there in your neck of the woods. The, the event was designed. We hosted dinner uh, on the day. We, we kicked off with a little dinner. We all got together just to meet each other, have some fellowship, have some time to network. And then it's followed with a solid day uh, of the actual meeting. We start at eight o'clock in the morning. We run to four o'clock in the afternoon. So for many dealers, uh, that are right now, you know, they're they're busy. They may be short-staffed. They're struggling to get away from the store for a long period of time, but they only have to invest a day. That one day they can come in and really engage, learn, grow, network, and share. And that's what happened. Uh, every single one of those meetings, great groups of retailers came in and we talked to, to dealers at large before the meeting to find out what are those hottest topics. It's hiring and recruiting new team members. It's retaining the team members we have. It's making sure delivery is a profitable enterprise for us and that we're doing that very efficiently. It's getting our merchandising right and it's making sure we're nailing digital. So these were a combination. The mornings were spent strictly in roundtables. And Rob, I know you got to hear those roundtables in Philadelphia. What was what was kind of your impression of all that sharing that went on? Yeah, well, I know, first of all, I'm never getting out of a podcast with Mike Whitaker without a question being asked of me. So that's, I appreciate you doing this up front and not just hijacking the whole episode because we still, our bet's still on. Uh, not official yet, but no, to answer your question, the uh, the the experience was awesome. I mean, I, I hate to sum it up in one word, but to see the members and, and sort of how, you know, that, that was kind of the biggest takeaway from these for me was that it, it was them discussing in more of a back and forth, a very engaging environment. Um, it wasn't just being talked to. It wasn't like a class where you're sitting there. Yeah, there's slides that you run through and information being shared, but it was more, you know, actual real life experiences that they're sharing in there from their stores that other members in the same region too. It's not like, you know, there, there's always value in talking to members from across the country, different stores, different locations. But when you're talking to people that aren't competitors directly, you're, you know, you're in the same neck of the woods, but not necessarily, you know, in the same neighborhood or down the same street from one another. And, um, you're able to share those ideas and and hear things that are working in that market and and around your area. So it was cool to 
um, you know, see them share those ideas and, and be engaging, not with just the nationwide team that was there, but also the other members that were there and um, really take, you know, very valuable feedback and, and tidbits that they could apply to their stores that day, because that's the other part about it that was awesome is that, like you mentioned, it's just a day. So it's not like you're having to go to a, you know, a four day event and, and take that much time away from your store. You could really show up to this regional event go back to your store later that afternoon and apply some of the things you learned and, and see the, you know, the return on uh, your, your day's investment right there. So I, I mean, just a, a cool experience all around and neat that it was a, a stop in Philly and, and to see you guys also obviously to see you guys and um, you know, be able to, to spend that time together, but uh, just something that was all, you know, a, a neat experience, I think. It really was. And I loved the way that the sharing took place. And in a couple of these cities, we had dealers who really were uh, right there, less than two miles apart. And you think about that for a second, you go, well, okay, well, if you're two miles apart and you're in the same business, aren't you competitors? We're really not. For independents, any independent, your competition, it's, it's the Lowe's, it's the Home Depot, it's the Best Buy, it's the mattress firm, it's those national chains. We're really not in that direct competition with each other. It all, um, all we know is that as we grow together as a channel, uh, that rising tide lifts all ships. So it was neat to see those folks who are right there close together uh, and see some of those relationships they'd already developed, see some of those develop at these events where dealers bared it all. They said, hey, here's the things I've done this year that have been really successful. Here's some places where I'm struggling. Here's some places where I have challenges. And many of those are solved when you get retailers in a room together. Uh, solving retail problems, there are very few retail problems that a room full of independent dealers can't come together and find a best practice, find a solution for uh, but the ones that they can't find that solution, well, that's what the group's about. So there were some spots where they they challenged us. They gave us some, hey, go explore this. Hey, help us find ways to do that better. That's really what these meetings were about for us. We didn't have uh, a lot of presentations going on. We had a lot of sharing going on. And for our team, we did a lot of listening uh, to hear what, what's really happening out on the front lines right now. And, and we know the landscape's changing. One thing that we were able to thoroughly verify through these meetings and you've been predicting this for a while, that this strange market we've been in through the, the pandemic over the past two, three years, where if you had it in stock, you could pretty well sell it. Uh, all you had to do was have inventory and folks were coming out and they were buying with very, very little shopping actually <laughs> happening. Um, we're seeing from those dealers, their feedback was very clear. That's shifting. We're getting back into that world where we have to compete to get the shopper's attention. We have to compete to bring the shopper back into our store. As inventory normalizes and we see big boxes get back to full inventory levels, we're back to full inventory levels. There's some great benefits. You're going to be able to order something and it's going to show up on time. But you got to go fight for that shopper because everybody else is in that same position. So for dealers that maybe took their eye off the ball and slowed their marketing efforts down, they're understanding the resounding urgency of get out in the market. Make sure you're doubling down. We're, we're in a place where... Uh, all our national competition, they're doubling down on their marketing investments. We're going to have to be there too. We're going to have to go out and fight for those shoppers because if your brand's not appearing, your brand's right. disappearing. Right Now, right. one thing that I thought was really interesting uh, was hearing all the feedback about how the digital platform's working. Those dealers who are engaged, they have that RWS level four website. They've hooked up with AdRocket and they're out there pumping those AdRocket uh, campaigns. They're seeing success up 10% year over year. Dealers not on the platform, down 2%. So hearing it directly from them and how that's working, you know, as, as we know now, it, it's, it's funny to me, we spent so much time talking about 
what's your website look like? What are the aesthetics of your website? And we still have, you know, there's folks in this industry. There are groups out there talking about, oh, we're going to spend all this time on the aesthetics of a website. Uh, the dealers have have figured it out. It can if look you go to good. Amazon, yeah, yeah but, but if you go to Amazon.com, it's disgusting. Amazon <laughs> is not an aesthetically pleasing website, but it does three things and it does them really well. Do you have it? When can I get it? How much does it cost? Right. Oh, and by the way, if you can tell me, what do other people who bought it think about it? Mm-hmm. So for those dealers on those RWS websites, as they start to integrate inventory, they're, they're getting their POS integrations in, they're making sure their pricing is, is right where it needs to be. They've got those review feeds coming in. Their websites are able to do that very well. They can tell you, yes, you know, you go into it and you say, hey, I need a dishwasher. Or in your case, say, I need some cafe appliances. <laughs> do you have it? We do. It's in stock. When you're able to flag that and say, yes, it's in stock. Yes, it's on display. When can I get it? It's available for delivery tomorrow. What's it cost? Hey, we've got a great price, very competitive price. And oh, by, by the way, check out the reviews. It's 4.7 stars. Shoppers love it. That's bringing folks into their stores. Yeah. Um, so we're seeing how that works. And, and really, the, the game now is you got to have that great website. But you got to drive traffic to it. Right. Um, I'm hearing great things about AdRocket in these meetings. Lots of conversations about the creative ways they're using AdRocket. Uh, they're getting out there and running campaigns to go after those local shoppers. We know that the, the shopper sentiment uh, those dealers at the regional meetings telling us they're still hearing a lot of great things from shoppers who are very passionate about buying local. Yep. And I believe that's going to stick around for years and years after this. They've they've been discovered. And it's not really hard to understand. You shopped in an independent retail environment. Right. It's a different experience. It's a better experience. Yeah. The pandemic forced us to all go experience that. And more white glove, which is like that's that it, it is that experience, right? So that's that's the thing that they that, that the shopper likes to come in and see. They don't want to, you know, th- there's the convenience factor, sure, sometimes where you might want to go, I need to make a quick run and just get in, get out. But like if you're making one of these big purchases, especially one, you know, you think about the the, the shopper cycle and how often they're coming into these types of stores, especially, you know, appliances seven to 10 years, things have dr- drastically changed in the appliance market over the last seven to 10 years and just what types of product are out there. So they want someone that can explain that to them. And obviously we've got the the tools on the marketing and the digital side and and all that sort of stuff to, to help with you know, navigating those avenues. The one thing you mentioned that, that I want to call back to is um, the things that we've learned as nationwide, um, you know, talking yeah. to these members, what, for you, what's the, the big, what was the biggest takeaway from the four events of, of, you know, something that we need to go back and improve what we're doing to better, you know, serve the members that we were getting out in front of. Simplify. They made it very clear, simple. Um, and, and it's not hard to understand why. Operating an independent retail business, not an easy task. Uh, those dealers wear many, many hats. And you saw that as they introduced themselves in Philly. When you ask them, so what do you do inside your company? There wasn't a single person who said, oh, I'm just a buyer right. or I'm just in charge of sales. They wear many, many hats. So when you look at all the things that are available from uh, the network of Nationwide, they look at it and they say, how can you make it simple? Now, their feedback was when you took the RWS portfolio and you put it into the Just Say Yes Plus package so that I got everything I needed. I got the great website. I got AdRocket. I got reputation management. I got my sales enablement app in retail deck. I got all the things that I need. And all I had to do was sign up for one service. Everything came. It all works together. That makes it easy for me. They said, how can you do more of that? How can you find ways to simplify the financial services offerings? There's a ton of money for a retailer to save through our financial services offerings. They're saying, how can you make that easier for me? And there's things happening. We're starting to see the integration of Wells Fargo and Synchrony Retail Credit on websites. A lot of things that are underway, 
but they reinforce that message. Keep it simple. Make it easy to access. I got a lot going on and I want to make sure I'm getting everything I can out of my group. Just make it easy for me to do that. Another thing that um, you know I, I picked up on while we were out is sort of helping them explain and understand the uh, on the data side of things. You know the the power of some of the tools that we do have and, and what's going on. Um, and you know in Philly in particular, we had one member that was a big proponent and an early adopter of Prime Metrics and everything that that had to offer. And um, you know, kind of seeing you, you had a great presentation on on exactly that simplifying what prime metrics is and, and what it's capable of and really helping them to understand how it's a tool that they can leverage to boost business. Well, I think the magic there, Rob, is I am at my core. I'm just a retailer, right? I'm just an old <laughs> independent dealer. Um, never claim to be anything else. So when they talk to our data teams and I absolutely adore our data teams, we got close to 30 people that are working in technology and working in data and analytics. Uh, it's the only way that independents are ever going to have a seat at the table when it comes to where the manufacturers place their priorities. For us to truly get there, we're gonna to have to be on a level playing field with all the big boxes, all the national chains, and have the same data we can provide that allows them to do things like forecast. Uh, that's, that's where you get inventory allocation. That's where you get exclusive models. Uh, so we're, we're doing all the things that make that happen. But when you talk to our data folks, they're all just wicked smart. They are <laughs> so smart and they're so passionate about data. Yep. that um, it's really easy. I, I catch myself doing it. We'll get into a, a call with our data team and, and five minutes in, man, I'm confused. <laughs> so that's one of the things we're able to do is bring it, you know, give it to an old retailer. If I can figure it out, they can figure it out. So when we get down to that, why does it matter? Well, for buyers, for the history of uh, merchandising, uh, up until now on the independent channel, buyers all make decisions based on what my gut says. Right. The one tool you had access to your gut. <laughs> now, for the same investment, the same price. Now you have access to the art tool, the assortment rationalizational tool. It, it lets you go in and say, am I, am I at the right price? Am I pulling the right margins? Uh, am, I, am I carrying the right lineup? Am I carrying the right brands? Do I have the right models? Because it takes that scope, that scale of data coming in. Uh, right now, over uh, $2.5 billion, millions and millions of data points. We know what's going through that system. And when you have that much going through the pipes, then it gives you very statistically relevant data. It gives you the ability to, uh, to start doing predictive analysis to say, okay, if I brought this in, here's what's going to happen. And anytime a dealer can look at their lineup and say, okay, if I move this product, this product, this product, I bring in these three new products, and that's going to help me sell an extra you know, 10% this year. And I'm going to do it enhancing my margins by... 20%, that's a win. Yeah. Uh, and they need it right now because one of the other big, big topics was people. Right. We live in a world, and, and this was a bit of a shock to some of our dealers. Uh, it's really hard to get folks on delivery and installation teams right now. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get folks on a sales floor. But we live in a world where you can go work at McDonald's and make 18 bucks an hour. We live in a world where you can get a Chick-fil-A, make $20, $20 an hour. You can go to In-N-Out Burger and you can get a job starting at $22 an hour. Uh, so when you flip that around, you say, so what are you paying your delivery drivers? Right. I'll pay them 12 bucks an hour. So I can lift heavy appliances, heavy furniture all day long, out in the heat, out in the cold, in the rain, in the snow. And I'm gonna make 12 bucks an hour. Or I can go flip burgers and duck fries and I make $18 an hour. Where are you going? Right. So we've got to be competitive. And the only way we can be competitive is if we're able to keep margins very healthy. And that's where all our investments in, in those tools that exist to help you merchandise well, to help you market well, 
you're going to have to make margin. And at the same time, one of the things we heard from dealers, uh, there were two distinct camps when it came to delivery. There were some folks who were convinced to their core that they had to give it away at a very, very, very low price. I've got to do delivery at $39. Can't charge a dime more than 39 bucks. While I got another guy across the room going, our standard delivery fee is 179. Right. It's that Amazon effect, man. It's like everyone thinks, well, two day and you get it free. And it's just, it's not the same. And this came straight from our dealers. And it it was regardless of the geography, right? We were in California. We were in Philadelphia. We were in the Midwest in Indianapolis. Everywhere. There were dealers in every group who have found a way to build value in their delivery service and charge an appropriate amount for it. Um, I walked away from these meetings convinced if you're charging less than 129, 139 bucks for delivery, you're leaving money on the table because they're not getting pushback from shoppers, right? It's a very valuable service. Those shoppers, they want to, first of all, they want you to do it. They don't want to pick up and carry furniture, bedding, appliances. It's heavy stuff, hard to navigate. They want to make sure you're going to take good care of their home. They want to make sure you're not going to tear things up. You're going to take care of that new purchase they made. They want to make sure you're sending folks that they're comfortable having in their homes. So when they're your employees and you can say, hey, we've we've done a background check on every single member of the team. You know that the folks coming into your home are quality, not whoever we hired through a subcontractor. When you take credit for those values, are you going to, are you going to unpack it? Are you going to haul away all that material? Take credit for that. Uh, dealers that are giving away hoses for washing machine, plugs for dryers, um, water lines for refrigerators. <laughs> They're taking no credit for it. Mm-hmm. They are truly providing a, a one-stop solution, uh, something that is of great value. And just from pressure in the market, they go, well, we probably shouldn't charge more than 49 bucks. Yeah, you should. <laughs> but in order to do so, it's like everything else, right? You have to build the value. You have to be able to express why that product is valuable. And when you do, no problem whatsoever. Now, one thing we also learned that I thought was really interesting, if you raise your delivery fee, $25. Nobody says a word. They don't know what your delivery fee was two weeks ago. They have no idea. Your sales team is going to tell you, no, 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 we can't. Yes, they can. They'll be fine. You can get the $25 increase. Nobody says a word, no pushback. You're going to be able to afford to take better care of your delivery team. But if you charge a $5 fuel surcharge, you're going to hear from half your shoppers and they're angry. Yep. They, they paid the $5 a gallon gas to get to the store. They don't want to pay for your $5 gallon diesel to get the product to them. If you write it down as a fuel surcharge, it's not going to go well. Again, it's all, the price 25 it, bucks, nobody cares. It's all it's all how you talk about it and and yep. present that fact and it, it's just marketing in a different way. You, you you can market your product, you can market your store, you can market how you do your cert, your delivery and installation services. It's all, you know, having that right messaging which I I think is is kind of not to simplify it, but you know, if we're talking about it in the in the spirit of simplifying things, that's what it boils down to and it really is. Um you know, something cool is that, you know, in just in talking here now that you can see just all of the different things that we have from data to the merchandising to delivery and installation to the marketing and websites. So there was a lot of this was all in a day. Like, that's what you have to in kind of day. think about it. Like, all of this was done in a day and done effectively um, and and in a way that, you know, was snackable for these these retailers and, and really applicable to what they're doing here and now. And um, something that I think, you know, it, it shows the kind of lasting value of not obviously getting together and, and meeting and things like that, but of these specifically of these regional events and kind of what, you know, we might have moving forward. And I love the fact they all left with a list of action items Yeah, and they shared those and it was great. Now, one thing I shared with them, one of the things I shared at the very beginning of the day, um, and we won't go too deep into the story here, but if you're not familiar with the jewelers building in Chicago, fascinating piece of architecture. Uh, they built it for one reason. 
because a hub of the jewelry world back in the 20s uh, in Chicago, but everybody kept getting robbed every time they pulled up to their showroom. So they said, what if we built this building and we put elevators inside, car elevators? We could drive right in the building. It'll take you up to your floor, drive your car off the building. It's all secured. No way anybody's going to rob you. You're finally going to be able to be a jeweler in Chicago with no fear of a stick up. And they built it. And up on top of it, they built a beautiful, beautiful dome at the top of the building. Now, it was too big to be a jewelry showroom. What are we going to do with it? Wouldn't that make a great nightclub or speakeasy? Yeah, but we need a client. We need a tenant. Who are we going to get? And they got Al Capone. <laughs> and not a single jeweler moved into the building. And it proves out one point. You can only do one great thing at a time. Yep. So one of the challenges we gave these dealers, come out of here with 10 ideas, but know that one great idea you're going to tackle first. Once you knock it down, then go to idea number two. Once it's complete, move on to idea number three. If you go back with 10 ideas and you try them all at once, probably not going to work. Go back with 10 ideas and nail them in priority order, and you're going to have a sustainable piece of growth for the future. And talking to several of those dealers after, I've had 20 phone calls with folks we got the pleasure of hanging out with at the meetings, and they're they're rocking and rolling. They're on to number two. They went back and they knocked down the first one. For a lot of them, the first one was, I'm going to go back and I'm going to raise my delivery fees. (laughs) <laughs> that didn't take long. We can do that. Simple today. enough. Moving on to number two. Uh, number two was I'm going to give my delivery drivers uh, an increase in their compensation. Boom. Nailed that one day two. Now we're moving on to number, number three. three. Maybe number three, we went to our website. That's going to take us a couple of weeks, but they're, they're making solid progress. Uh, now, the one thing I will say that we've done an unfair thing here, Rob, we've talked about all the great things that just happened. Yeah. At four meetings. And there are going to be folks who are in your audience who are listening to us right now. And they're saying, oh, no, I missed missed it. (laughs) So if they missed it, there is a little shindig coming up in Florida, right? I think so. A couple weeks. Um, Something according to the clock right now. As we're recording, what are we at? Under 37 37 days, three hours, six minutes and five seconds. And counting. And you can minus a few days from that by the time this publishes. So, uh, you know, it'll be fun to be down there back. You know, first time since Phoenix gathering together at primetime in Orlando, the Gaylord down there. And then once we get into the Gaylord, then we go into the fall. And now we made, as you referenced earlier. Yep. We made the northern swing um, here in the late spring, early summer. And we're, we're already uh, in, in planning. Uh, Melissa Stinson and, and the great events team here at Nationwide, they're already working hard on a fall series of regional events. Don't know where all those are going to be. We know we're going to go a little bit more toward the south. I do have um, strong confirmed rumors that a couple of these are going to fall deep in the heart of Texas. Maybe one news over here on the Independent Think of Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Dennis Willick and the team down at Nationwide Southwest, uh, they are passionate about these meetings. They do a Certainly phenomenal are. job in supporting these. So we'll have at least one meeting down in Texas, um, and, and we'll have uh, another series this fall. Uh, and, Rob, here's the thing. Start saving your pennies now, right, because these meetings are super expensive for a Nationwide member to come to, aren't they? I, yeah, they break the bank from what I understand. What, what was that cost again? Included in your nationwide uh, membership. All right. Well, Included I'll start saving. <laughs> Same thing primetime, right? What's the registration fee for primetime? It's zero. absolutely zero because it's included in your nationwide membership. Yep. It's too important for you to be at the show. And I know other groups have different opinions on this. I know there are groups out there that they are passionate about charging registration fees to come to their events. We're not. And that's because we understand how valuable it is to get dealers together. And there shouldn't be a barrier 
between you and coming together with your group. So I will challenge you right now. If your group's trying to charge you a fee to go to their show, don't go to theirs. Come to ours and be our guest. We will welcome you to come check out Nationwide and check out all the things that are going on in and around this group. It's not uh, it's not simple to explain. We, we would take way too long on a podcast to try to tell you all the great things happening, but from all the great uh, web and digital initiatives, the data and analytics that we touched on here briefly, uh, Nationwide Learning Academy going to be in full force uh, in Orlando. Uh, we will have uh, over 50 sessions. Got some great speakers coming in there. Uh, Primetime is a dynamic experience. We're even going to we're going to let you be our guest over at Universal Studios. We're going to go over to CityWalk and have a great networking event there. Uh, Rob Stott will be in costume. I can't say <laughs> what, but Rob will certainly be themed out for Universal. It's going to be um, something. I'm extremely <laughs> excited about that. But another thing, if you're not going to make it to primetime, um, if you're not able to get there, you got something else going on in August and you can't get there, I would tell you, go and engage with the Nationwide Marketing Group Facebook page. Because uh, have we revealed this yet, Rob? Uh, not on the podcast. Uh, so this will this will be a first time for anyone that's made it this far and is listening. So some good news for Let's you. Do that. Let's do it. So well, if you if you don't if you're not there in person to see the costume that's happening at Universal, you can always stream our uh, you know follow us on Facebook and and uh, make sure you're you're logged in and ready to go by the time we're prime times happening because we're doing some Facebook lives from prime time uh, throughout the the four days of the show. Uh, you know, a couple of the events that are happening beforehand and obviously, of course, during the expo itself and going from booth to booth and highlighting some of the things that are happening uh, and doing as, a, a primetime live experience. As loyal listeners of the Independent Thinking Podcast, you will also very much enjoy the host of Primetime Live. <laughs> it will be hosted by our one and only Mr. Rob Stott. He's going to take you on an adventure. <laughs> uh, and I'll tell you, even if you're coming to primetime, you may want to check these out when you go back, see what you miss. Because every time, every time we do primetime and I'm I'm up to now. It's oh, my forty some odd prime time. Man. You always been, miss. You always miss something. Yeah, you kind of miss things. Yep. You can't be everywhere. So check those out. You'll find out some good things there. Um, you mentioned Center Stage coming back at the yep. show. So lots of great information from key vendor executives. There's just so much to soak up. Uh, so nationwide members, uh, I will tell you this: inside track, inside information on the Independent Thinking Podcast. The Gaylord Palms is going to sell out. It's going to. Those rooms are available first come first serve. So get yourself registered, secure your room. We're going to have some auxiliary hotels, but it's kind of nice to be right there in the thick of it. Um, plus those auxiliary hotels may end up costing a little more than the Gaylord. I know. So, and you miss uh, out on the, the lazy river and all the, the yeah. everything that they've upgraded since the last time they've added a couple hundred rooms. If I remember right. And, they have uh, added rooms. Right. They've yeah. got an, they got an all new uh, meeting space where the nationwide yeah. learning Academy will be happening. It's brand new, nice rooms there. A lot of good things. Uh, but to get yourself registered. To. Yeah. Now, if you are not a nationwide member, I, I wasn't kidding. Come be our guest at prime time. Um, just, it's team up at nationwidegroup.org. Shoot us an email, team up at nationwidegroup.org and say, Hey, I want to come to Orlando. I want to come down and see what this is all about. It's no obligation whatsoever. Um, we will get you registered. It's no fee whatsoever. And we will cut you loose, let you go experience all the great things that are happening at Nationwide Marketing Group. Um, it's, it's great, the best use of a few days that you possibly yeah, it's, imagine. It's a, just a fantastic way, not even to, you know, the, the vendors that are there and, and see the product and get that sort of experience, but learn about the nationwide team and all of the, the different offerings, things that we've talked about today from the, the website, you know, services to the marketing and financial services and the, the, the digital service, everything that we, oh. we got under the cover. Um, and what, what are you going to add? And the most exciting, and I've never said this before. Uh -oh. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever put these particular words together in this particular order. The most exciting product launch 
in consumer electronics in the past 25 years exclusively at primetime. It's going to be something. I you know, I I don't we think we can say it. we can't. We're not allowed, but we're we're it's going to be something and uh you know, certain it's, people in the industry are it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be mm, Okay, we can't we can't say what it is. We cannot say what it is. We're not allowed to say what it is, but I, mean, I will tell you we're going to be over the moon and on our way to Mars, I think with how excited we are. We could potentially be. Could. Rob, we'll tell you one thing. Um, so, I mean, you know, I made the switch to an electric car. I uh, do. I do. And, uh, and at the time, it was one of those I did it because I wanted a car that would drive itself. I didn't really. <laughs> there was no environmental <laughs> impact thing. It was like, oh, car drives itself. <laughs> Sweet. Better driver than me. <laughs> uh, but I do love driving past uh, gas pumps right now. Uh, gas prices are super high. Uh, and not that this has anything at all. This actually has nothing to do with our product launch yep. and consumer electronics at the show. But every time I drive by a gas station in my Tesla, I smile a little. Yeah, it's fun. I'm, I'm jealous. You know, working from home, I don't have the commute. So I, I wish I, yeah. you know, the gas doesn't hit me as hard, but it still does every time you have to go and fill. But, uh, you know, I, I would love to just, you know, plug a car in and have it charge up and go a couple hundred miles. And, uh, me you know, too. Too. And I, I mean, nice. that's a great theory with consumer electronics too. If you had something really cool, yeah, you just plug it in and, plug it just in do, and it, it works. Just, and you're going to have to come to Orlando <laughs> to experience it. Well, Mr. Whitaker, I, you mentioned it. We could talk for hours on end, especially, you know, not just about the products and the services, but just to hear these silky smooth vocals continue to roll. Through they the are rolling, but I'll tell you this, we are coming up on the top of the hour and uh, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, yep. I'll, I'll even give you a little teaser here. At the top of the hour, I actually have a call with uh, with our HR department, with Kelly Patridge and the HR team. They've got now, some things happening. Usually when I say <laughs> I have to have a call with HR, you'd be a little worried. I, I was, I, I did tighten up a little bit because I thought, I don't know. <laughs> what, what did Mike do now? <laughs> I didn't do anything bad. I'm not in trouble at all. Um, we're talking about, they're, they're going to have a full track of human resource sessions at the show. And uh, it's such a hot topic for our dealers right now. They've yep. got to, They've got to stay on top of the best practices. They've got to stay on top of what's right now in human resources. And we have some great presentations coming together. Kelly Patridge, uh, Chris Kuster, Genevieve Condon, we've got a great team. And they are bringing a lot of that latest and greatest in HR to primetime. Also, in addition to those educational sessions, they're going to be hosting a couple roundtable sessions where we can get together and we can talk about these challenges of hiring and retaining team members. How do we do it? How do we do it right? Who's finding success sharing with each other? Those are the things that... uh, you know, it's, it's all part of primetime. We so, don't do that because it's fun. We do it because they asked us to. Yeah, and something that's been awesome to kind of follow as well is it's happening with HR. It's happening with, uh, you know, Mr. Santner and the, the financial services mm-hmm. team and SLN, Service Leaders Network. All of these things that are happening at primetime are carrying throughout the rest of the year with those roundtables and webinars that are happening. So there's a lot of, you know, I remember years past, you, you'd think every six months, it was like a mini six-month reunion and, and mm-hmm. that's where the conversations happen. They're happening all year now and that's awesome to see not just for you know what we're doing and, and the services that are growing, but the engagement with the membership and how things, those conversations are continuing to happen. So um, a lot of exciting things to look forward to. I'll let you get to your meeting. and I don't want you to have another reason to be meeting with HR. No, so. We're going to go get that taken care of because this <laughs> is one I know the members are going to love. They're going to get to see you at primetime. We can't Heck wait yeah. to get down here. It's going to um, be fun. If you want to register for Nationwide Member, nationwideprimetime.com. Don't forget yep. to hop over there. Regional meeting is going to happen this fall. Keep your eye out on Nationwide social media. I'm guaranteeing you Rob and his team will announce it. We may. And we will get out and do it again. We may. So, Mike, this has been a lot of fun uh, catching up on these regional meetings, everything that we've got going on, and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Absolutely, Rob. Thanks so much, man. Have a great day.
All right. And thanks again to Mike for taking the time. I know he's uh, well rested now after being back for a little of what, like two weeks since the, the last show. So uh, able to, to get his feet back under him and, uh, you know, shake off the, the travel rust, if you will. And uh, no, but it, obviously a great experience for him, a great experience for our members. And we look forward to not only primetime here in a few weeks, but the, the fall swing that we'll have of regional meetings as well. So something to look forward to. But uh, for now, appreciate Mike. And as always, appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast. And we'll catch you next time.